Hello, vampires and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? To which the answer to that question is every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer 20, exactly 20 years after its original air date, with the exception of tonight, which um, y'all might have noticed if you're paying attention to the air dates of Buffy and to this podcast, which I doubt anyone is actually paying attention to those two things closely. But if you are and you're listening in real time to this podcast, then you might have noticed that the episode gone has been gone, (laughs) is gone. Um, It was, it aired on January 8th, 2002, but I did not record that day. I was, I've been like on the verge of coming down with something for like a week and a half now. It's just sort of like, I might actually have something, but it's mild enough. It's like I'm fatigued and I'm kind of snotty, but it's not a real sickness, (laughs) but it's enough that um, I just did not, I was not feeling it that Saturday night, so I didn't record. And then I was planning to re-record it this Saturday night, but again, wasn't feeling it. Um, so we don't have another Buffy episode to talk about until the 29th. It was just kind of a sparse month anyway. We were just having gone episode on January 8th and then Double Meat Palace on the 29th. I also am starting to get behind on the Angel episodes because they are now airing at completely different days than Buffy and also just different schedules because they're on like different networks at this point. So sometimes there'll be an Angel episode on a week that there isn't a Buffy episode and whatever, whatever. So I'm not really keeping up with Angel at the moment. So no promises one way or the other if I will start keeping track of Angel again. Um, but I am not disappearing. I am not losing my momentum with this Buffy project. I promise you. It's just, I just didn't do it. And then when I didn't do it on the day or the weekend, because there've been times where I've like, you know, recorded the Buffy episode like a day or two earlier, a day or two late or whatever. But I don't think I've ever been over a week late before. I did watch the episode, but I just didn't record. I didn't watch it a second time and I didn't record. So that's where we're at. We're at the point now where I'm like, dude, either I'm going to do it now half-assed or I'm probably just not going to do it at all and that's going to make me feel guilty. And then what if I just derail this entire project because of how guilty I feel that I missed a fucking episode when no one fucking cares, right? So here we are. I'm just going to vaguely babble about the Buffy episode gone. The invisible episode of this podcast. (laughs) I'm making it visible now. (laughs) Oh, that's a terrible joke. Okay, not working at all. Bad execution. I didn't have any coffee today, guys. So I'm recording this on um, a Monday at, it's not even noon yet. And we don't have any coffee in our house because we ran out and I'm too lazy to like fucking put pants on and go get coffee. (laughs) So I had to drink black tea this morning. Just black tea leaves a weird taste in my mouth. I don't like it. Anyway, so that's where we're at. 
Um, this is the episode where Buffy's invisible. This is kind of like a comic relief episode a little bit. I mean, it still has heavy themes. Like, basically... Um, I mean, it's been a while since most of December, if not all of December, we didn't have any Buffy episodes to talk about. So I guess I should probably do a previously on Buffy. Previously on Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, Willow has just, you know, hit rock bottom. Tara left her. She uh, got Dawn's wrist broken or something. Yeah, I think I think it was her wrist. And... um so she is trying to quit magic in this episode. This is the first, you know, full episode that we see her really struggling to stay off magic. And um, Buffy, at the same time, sort of silently vowed to herself that she was going to quit Spike. But that didn't happen. In this episode, you know, it starts with her. They're like clearing the house of all of Willow's magic crap. Which, I don't know, like, I, I realize that it serves the plot, that we're making this allegory between magic and addiction, and that's what we're doing, and I need to get on board with that, because that's what we're doing for this whole fucking season. Um, one of the big themes. So I need to get on board with that. I realize that, but I also just don't really like it, you know? Because as a person that does identify as a witch, I have crystals within arm's reach right now <laughs> and tarot decks and you know witchy books and incense and candles like all of that I could easily put on a full witchy show right now <laughs> that you guys wouldn't see because you know it's a podcast but it's just it saddens me to see them boxing up you know all this stuff like I think in this particular scenario, I kind of wish that they would have put, threw in like a line about like, yeah, we have to box all this stuff up right now because it might be a temptation for Willow as she's trying to quit magic. But of course, we'll reintegrate it back in. We'll get it back out whenever she feels more comfortable with her, with her addiction. Because like her quitting magic cold turkey was never going to be the right solution for Willow, you know, because she lives in this environment where she's decided to put herself around the Slayer. Her life is dangerous and her contribution to fighting the forces of darkness is her use of magic. So she's going to need to still do it. I mean, for a while, we are going to operate under the assumption that she will never do magic again, which whatever, again, I need to get on board with that. But I still just like, really, we got to put away all the crystals and incense and herbs and all the witchy things we have to. I know that the show is not trying to make a statement that, you know, witches are bad. This is just this is a fantasy world where like we, they use the term Wicca, but it's not really Wicca as it exists in the real world. You know, I know that they're not trying to say magic is bad. They're just, this is just a metaphor, but it still bugs me anyway. So there's that. So the episode begins with them clearing out all the magical items out of the house, putting them in boxes, things that are temptations for Willow 
and Buffy finds Spike's fucking lighter in the couch. <laughs> and as she's like going through and trying to get rid of witchy things, she's like looking in the couch cushions, which what are you going to find in there? <laughs> A crystal? Nobody leaves their crystals in the couch cushions, but okay, whatever. Um, and she finds the lighter and she sees it as something that she needs to get rid of because it reminds her of Spike. Since it's obviously his. And instead of just like giving it back to him, she is going to get rid of it or something. But later we find out it's in her fucking pocket anyway. So she wasn't able to get rid of it. She just put it in her pocket. So, yeah. I get the sort of like, because Buffy hasn't been upfront about what she's going through, she hasn't said it out loud. She's not able to start her process of pulling away from the thing that she wants to stay away from, which is having sex with Spike. Um, she's just trying to, you know, stiff up her lip the whole thing by herself without asking for any help. And I get that. Um, I think that that part of the story is told well, because Willow was able to admit what she did wrong. She's taken the first steps. She's able to say, I need help. She's, she's doing those first steps of addiction recovery. And that's why she is going to be more successful at first. But Buffy, um, she's not there yet. Anyway, she's obviously wearing a wig. She's actually been wearing a wig for several episodes now, as we've clocked. But, um, this is the first time that like other people kind of notice that she's wearing a wig. Um, because they're not doing like in the last few episodes, they've just been doing cute little hairstyles and stuff that make you think that maybe her hair is still long. She just has it up, but now they're, they're emphasizing that her hair is down and it's long and luscious and, and Spike likes her Goldilocks and yeah, anyway, but so they have her hair down and it's obvious that it's a wig. I mean, it's not that terrible. I mean, yeah, it's obvious, but it's not that, that terrible. It's hard for like people that have a lot of hair to wear wigs. You know, like I have, um, for those of y'all that don't know me in real life, I have hair almost down to my waist and it's really thick. So like it would never be an option for me to just like pop on a wig and try out a different hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know how you would do that with the amount of hair that I have. Um, anyway, so Spike shows up in the morning as they're like getting rid of all the magic shit and he is looking for his lighter, shows up with a blanket, all that stuff. He's looking for his lighter. She's like, I don't know where it is. He finds it in her pocket and they're doing like weird shit. Like him reaching into her pocket is like super arousing to her for some reason. I don't know. Xander walks into the kitchen and kind of sees that. He's like, stop macking on Buffy. You should know it's never going to happen. You're such a sleazebag. That was a little fucking heavy handed, that whole scene. I actually do remember, even though it was over a week ago that I watched this. Ep it was like a week and a half ago when I watched this episode. Maybe my memory isn't as terrible as I thought. That's a reminder on my phone, um, which means... Which is an another reminder to me that I need to silence it. There we go. 
Um, what else? So then the social worker shows up because she had an appointment with the social worker to kind of check out the situation since Buffy is now the legal guardian of Dawn and, um, Buffy had completely forgotten that she had this appointment or she forgot what day it was. She thought it was on Wednesday and it is Wednesday, but you know, I can understand in, in these circumstances how you would not be thinking about this particular thing, but the social worker shows up. She sees, you know, Spike, like some random older guy boyfriend hanging out in the house. And, um, then you hear Willow upstairs saying that she's going to take a nap or something. Um, and the social worker's like someone else lives here <laughs> anyway. And the place is a mess because they're gathering up all these magical supplies. So they have boxes of herbs and different things. And so the social worker understandably gets a pretty bad picture in the moment, um, of what's going on in this household. But later in the episode, when Buffy becomes invisible, she like ruins this chick's career basically to make her seem, um, you know, crazy, make her seem crazy so that, you know, no one will pay attention to the notes that she made about their case, you know, um, which was funny whenever I was first watching this show, but now I'm like, ah, oh, but you know, I mean, I'm taking things too literally again, that's what I do, but I just think that this particular thing, she, I mean, she could have just thrown out her file so that it had to be redone or something, maybe, I don't know, something less dramatic than ruining a person's career for something that was not their fault. It's not like this chick had it out for Buffy. She's trying to like do things in the best interest of Dawn as a social worker. Anyway, um, I don't, I remembered this episode as being just kind of a fun little episode. Buffy's invisible, blah, blah, blah but it's actually not that great. Um, I didn't really enjoy it that much. And I guess that's probably why I didn't really feel like watching it again and talking about it. Um, it was just kind of meh, you know, it, it pushed forward the storyline of the season. It had some funny moments, you know, when they were kind of filming Buffy when she was invisible, you know, they were kind of doing different little camera tricks and things that they would be doing if a person was in the shot, you know, like close-ups and things at certain moments, whenever it was a close-up on nothing because Buffy wasn't there. Um, so, I mean, it was funny, but, and it furthered the plot of the season. But other than that, it's like, meh. That's how I felt about it. It, it was interesting to see Willow like doing research again in an organic way of like actually surfing the internet and doing investigative stuff. She helped crack the case with Xander without doing magic. And that was nice to see her working through that stuff. But I mean... I don't know if Allison Hannigan has the acting chops 
for this particular type of thing. Like she can cry on cue and be very vulnerable. She can be funny, but she's not that deep of an actor, at least at this point in her career. I really haven't seen her in other things, but I just don't think she has a lot of range. So like her acting like she's jonesing for magic and like chugging on water throughout the whole episode. Like every time she had a magical urge, she just like chugged a bottled water or something. Like I, I that choice didn't really, it didn't read that well. And it might not be Alison Hannigan's fault. It could be, you know, the director, David Fury, I think is who directed this episode. It could be any number of things. It might not be her fault, but that it didn't read well, but just like every time she tries to act like she's like jonesing for something <laughs> or whatever, or like in withdrawals or whatever it is, it just doesn't work for me. It's just a lot of heavy breathing. Like surely there's more that could be done. Although it's not like I know how to act. So what am I talking about? Anyway, so that was nice to see just like kind of, throwback to old school investigative hacker willow. I did enjoy that because that is kind of the willow that I prefer. You know, if she had stayed like hacker girl, that's also good at magic and, you know, ends up realizing she's a lesbian. Great. Like on paper, willow is such a cool character, but she annoys the fuck out of me most of the time. And I guess it's just like her arrogance or sort of like the way that she chooses to pretend that she's still sweet little willow when obviously she's not you know she doesn't allow herself to evolve it's very binary with her like either she is super in power witch willow or she's you know I'm just a nerdy girl, Willow. And it's like, you haven't been a nerdy girl for like so long. And I get that like we have that sort of residual self-image shit from high school or whatever that we think we are a certain way, even if we've changed. But I don't know. Whatever. Why do I rant so much about Willow? You would think that I fucking hate her guts. And people do think that, I think. <laughs> I swear I don't. I just over-identify with her, I think, is my problem. It's, it's, it's all projection, honestly. So anyway, Buffy gets turned invisible accidentally by the invisible gun from the trio. And as just as she's walking out, one of the, probably the least satisfying, like staring at yourself in a mirror while cutting your hair scenes ever. Um, it just didn't, maybe everybody was just off this episode. Maybe this particular director is not very good or something, but, um, yeah, I just, everything was just taking me out of it. This episode, everything, everything felt like overacting. And I mean, to a certain extent, you kind of have to, if you're going to be invisible, but you know, there's the whole thing with like, Really? Did we need to see Spike having sex with an invisible Buffy? I mean, that was a little much, right? <laughs> Is it just me? Um, of course, Spike looks good. Like, at this point, James Marsters is very in shape because he knows how often he's going to be naked in the season. <laughs> um, so he's very in shape. 
is one thing that Buffy, the show does consistently is objectify men. <laughs> um, really just Spike and Angel are really the only ones that ever got objectified, but still. Anyway, so Buffy at first, you know, she loves it. She loves being invisible. She's just like, hey, I don't have to be responsible for anything. And she just takes joy in it. And um, everybody immediately is like, Buffy, take this seriously. And I get it. Like, eventually you'd get to that point where you're like, Buffy, take this seriously. But, um, and also Buffy would normally be taking things seriously immediately. But I don't know. I feel like a couple of jokes could have been had between Buffy and Xander. Like Xander would have been kind of, um, you know, I feel like he would have been a little bit more lighthearted about it right in the beginning, at least. Anyway, I don't know. I just didn't really like this episode, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, so she ends up having sex with Spike while she's invisible. She ends up just like wandering around town, just not really doing anything. I don't know. Anyway, so everybody figures it out. It's mostly Willow that saves the day. Um, Anya and Xander help too. Um, I don't even think we see Dawn in this episode. Oh, we do at the very, very beginning. Oh, and later. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she, she sees slash not, doesn't see Buffy when she's invisible. At one point there's a scene with pizza. Anyway, that's this episode. Um, I just don't really have much to say about it. The, really the best part of the whole episode was the very last scene where like Buffy and Willow are sitting on the curb. They've figured everything out. They've revisibled Buffy. Um, everything's done and they're sitting on the curb and they're talking about, you know, Willow's talking about how hard it is that she, you know, she went the whole day without magic and it was really, really fucking hard. And it was a long day. And Buffy said that she actually feared for her life during this situation. And Willow's like, well, of course you did. And Buffy's like, well, for a while, I really wasn't. You know, I was really kind of wanting it to be over. I was not wanting to have my life. And I want to live now. So that's actually a big step for her to want to live. So she's starting to feel a little bit better at this point about her life. Um, and then Willow's like, wow, so we both made great first steps today. So it ends on like a hopeful note. And we, you know, this is maybe the only time we get like real connection between Willow and Buffy, which, you know, for a show that like, people often talk about, you know, how, how amazing the friendship between Willow and Buffy is, but it's really not most of the time. Most of the time they aren't really communicating much at all. And like back in the high school days, you did get a little bit more connection between Buffy and Willow, but most of the time we don't get that in sort of the adult post high school years. So this is a rare occurrence that we see them kind of relating to each other and having an actual friend conversation. So that is rare. And I don't even know if we'll see it again this season, really, 
you know, I don't know. Anyway, so ratings, let's just jump to ratings. Let's not pretend that I have more to say about this episode. I mean, maybe if I had watched it again, right before pressing record, I'd have more to say, but I just don't want to. (laughs) So hopefully you guys will forgive me. If you really have an issue with me not giving this the proper attention that it probably deserves, since I'm here to do this for you guys. <laughs> um, although none of y'all are paying me, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I might have Buffy merch soon. There is a design that exists that if it ends up in my Teespring, I will give you guys the link to it. And I might have, I have merch for my Mixtress Radio, but I don't have merch for the Buffy podcast yet. Um, But as soon as I do, of course, I will let you guys know. But I think there might be something soon. (laughs) There's your teaser on that. Um, So object of the episode, I, I don't know. I don't remember anything. Uh... Spike's lighter, maybe. (laughs) Just because, in general, it'd be cool to have, like, a Zippo lighter, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Would it? Probably, because it'd be less wasteful. I should probably go to that at some point. Go to the Zippo lighter life. Um, So, sure. Let's say that that's the object of the episode. Um, What else? MVP, I'm going to give it to Willow because, you know, she's making a good first step with her addiction and she was able to solve the thing and revisible Buffy (laughs) figure out how to whatever. Um, so this is actually, okay. So something that I probably should have mentioned, this is the first time that like the trio faces off against Buffy. Like, really. So she sees them all as soon as they got revisibled, because they were all invisible, and there was that ridiculous fight scene where Buffy and all three of them were invisible, and they were fighting, but we couldn't really see what was happening. That was, that was funny, at least. That was funny. I'll give them that. (laughs) But, um, so this is the first time that we, like, see them all together. This is the first time we get, um like the introduction to the Buffy, you know, the Scooby gang, we get the introduction of the trio to the Scooby gang. Um, besides obviously like we are, they already knew Warren and Jonathan, but they didn't know Andrew and they didn't know that the three of them are working together and they're putting that all together now. Oh, this is the, these are the weirdos that keep fucking with Buffy's life. Okay, cool. Um, so Okay, MVP is Willow. Quote of the episode, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, let's just do five by five. It obviously not a favorite of mine. It was fine. Like normally just watching, if you're like, you know, binge watching the show, doing a rewatch, whatever. You're, this one's just going to be like a filler episode. You know, it's like, okay, that was fun. And then you don't really think about it more than that. Honestly. Um, okay. So 
I'll give it like a two, I guess. Sure. Whatever. Okay. So it will be another week and a half, a little bit more until I'm back to talk about Double Meat Palace. Hopefully by then I will, because I have, by then I will have three Angel episodes to catch up on. Because at this point in time, there have been two that I have not watched. So, and there will be a third one by the time we get to the 29th where we talk about Double Meat Palace. So, I don't know. Let me know, I guess. Even even though no one ever will. But if you want to send me an email, mixtressray at protonmail.com. Link to that is always in the description. Um, send me an email if you have an opinion about whether or not I continue talking about Angel. Um, because for the most part, I'm not enjoying watching Angel that much. And, but it is kind of fun to make fun of it. It's just sometimes I have the energy to do that and sometimes I don't. I don't know. Anyway, let me know what you think. Um, and I will see you guys in almost two weeks on the 29th. Okay. Bye.